Welcome to our tax podcast with Bailey, Carson, Wilson, and Dev. Today, we're going to talk about the famous Wesley Snipes tax evasion cases. First, for those of you who don't know who Wesley Snipes is, I will give you a quick rundown of who he is and his past. He grew up in the Bronx and decided to start focusing on acting around age 12 after receiving a role in a small play called The Me Nobody Knows. His focus was naturally around action movies since he had been studying karate since he was seven in order to defend himself in his hometown. Shortly after graduating from NYU, <clears throat> his first movie was called Wildcats in 1986 and appeared in shows including Miami Vice and the soap opera All My Children. He got his big break in 1990 when producer Spike Lee got him to be in the movie called Mo Better Blues, where he played a musician featured in the film. Shortly after, he would appear in many popular movies like White Men Can't Jump, Jungle Fever, and then Passenger 57 to establish a relatively strong foothold in Hollywood. He is still a prominent name today, recently being featured alongside Eddie Murphy in Coming to America in 2021. Before, exact, before getting into exactly what crimes he committed, it is important to point out the differences between tax evasion and tax avoidance. My friend Wilson happens to be an expert on that subject. Yeah, so um, tax evasion and tax avoidance, um, they can be very similar, uh, but they're very different in their penalties and it, they're easily confused. So tax evasion is the use of illegal methods in order to conceal income or information from the IRS or other tax reporting entities. Um, tax avoidance, on the other hand, is the use of legal methods to reduce taxable income or tax owed. Uh, great examples of tax avoidance are just your basic IRAs and a 401k. So the main difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance is that tax evasion is based off of lying and hiding um, falsifying anything, and this can lead to some serious prison time. Um, people do make mistakes on their tax returns, whether it's you know the wrong number or just leaving off something off, um, and that doesn't necessarily make them a tax evader. Uh, the you will be investigated, and you know if they find that no intent was there, um, then you know you'll just owe what you owed. But if they do find that there was intent, um, you can face penalties of a felony on your record, five years in jail, and or a fine up to $250,000. And then they'll bill you for the cost of prosecuting you. So basically, long story short, don't evade your taxes with any intent. So now, um, Dev, if you don't mind kind of telling us what Wesley Snipes got in trouble for, um, that would be great. Absolutely. So um, Wesley got in trouble with tax evasion because he did not file his tax returns for the years 1999 to 2001. And his actions led to the violation of 26 U.S. Code 7203. And um, Wesley initially um, avoided felony tax fraud and conspiracy charges. However, his misdemeanor charge for not filing any tax returns on $40 million worth of income that he earned in 19, years 1999 to uh, 2004. On top of that, Wesley tried to get a tax refund from the IRS in the amount of $12 million for the years 1996 and 1997. And for all these reasons, prosecutors sought the maximum three-year prison sentence and 
also a penalty for Vesley of $5 million. And the court ruled in the favor of prosecutors, and um, he basically ended up serving full three years sentence that the pros prosecutors sought. Um, Carson, can you please um, tell us on what led to his actions? Yeah, sure. So Wesley was influenced by two main people in his life that led him into becoming a tax evader. Uh, the first of these people was Eddie Ray Kahn, who was the founder of the groups American Light Rights Litigators, Eddie Kahn and Associates, and Guiding Light of God Ministries which all three of these were illegal tax evasion groups. And the other person was Douglas Rosal, who was a CPA. So at this time, the tax to fire movement was growing rapidly in the United States and the IRS wanted to put an end to it. With Snipes and his associates being a very high profile case and, and it was featured in this group, the IRS wanted to make an example out of them. So they advised him not to file tax returns at all and to conceal his assets from the IRS. And Eddie Kahn eventually ended up serving 10 years in prison while Rosal um, was sentenced to four years. And Wilson, if you could explain to me how um, Wesley was able to do this for so long and get away with it. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of ties back to uh, what I previously talked about, just the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance. Um, and this is a great example of tax evasion. Um, so Wesley Snipes misrepresented his records by illustrating and making it seem like he had inventory so that he could conceal his uh, failure to report his earnings. And he attempted to hide this money um, by using sham entities, corporate shells, and offshore financial accounts, which right there uh, is just a great example of kind of kind of exemplifies what uh, tax evasion is because all of those places and things that he tried to keep his money are either you know like an offshore financial account is you know it might be untraceable so that's hiding and the sham entities or lies and stuff like that so that is a it kind of is a perfect example of um, tax evasion at its finest so um, Dev, if you could kind of go over the results of the trial and sentencing, um, that would be great. Absolutely. So the main argument that Wesley had was that the domestic earnings of individual Americans do not qualify as taxable income because the earnings do not come from a source that was listed in um, 26 U.S. Code 861. And this argument didn't hold up for Wesley because the prosecutor said that Wesley had owned a total of $41 million in taxes, and SNAP said only paid $5 of that at the time of sentencing. So the court ordered Wesley to serve up to three years in McKean Federal Correctional Institution from the years um, from December 2010 to July 2013. And he was released early um, in July, I mean, in 2013, and then held house arrested for the last couple of months of his sentence. And even though he was convicted and served time in jail, he still had to pay IRST taxes he had owned, which totaled up to $23.5 million. That was just for the years 2001 through 2006. Um, Carson, can you please tell us about what happened after his release? Yeah, of course. 
So after Wesley was released in 2013, the IRS assessed their liabilities and ended up filing a federal tax lien on Snipes. And then they issued them a notice and demand for payment. So Snipes did not challenge the liabilities. However, he did argue for them to remove his lien and ended up giving them an offer and compromise or OIC of $842,000 in an attempt to resolve his debt. Well, the IRS rejected this offer because it was less than 4% of the taxes he owed. And this is way under what they're typically willing to accept. So after this, Snipes ended up filing a petition to the tax court. In the tax court, he argued during both of his hearings that his financial advisor, W. Johnson, had taken out loans and disposed of some of his assets and income without his knowledge, but he could not provide any definite documentation to, to support his claims. So his settlement officer then conducted an expedited transfer investigation and following this investigation, the settlement officer reduced Snipes reasonable collection potential to $9,581,000. But Snipes did not want to pay this amount and maintained his original OIC. His offer is once again rejected and his federal tax lien was sustained. Yeah, and before we kind of wrap this all up, um, I do want to point out that uh, you know, Wesley Snipes is not the only famous American to kind of fall into this trap of tax evasion. Um, some other notable people are uh, Martha Stewart, Nicholas Cage, Willie Nelson, Chuck Berry, Daryl Strawberry, Richard Hatch, Tony Braxton, Joe Francis, and Mark Anthony. All these people in their different ways kind of just had issues with reporting their tax. And um, so it's a much more common um, yeah. thing that yeah. happens. And that's a good point to bring up because if you ever want to go and find more information about it, you look into their cases and may learn more. But to recap today, <clears throat> we went through who Wesley Snipe was as a person, the differences between tax evasion and avoidance and exactly what Wesley Snipes did. We also went through all of his consequences to really show the importance of paying your taxes and how the IRS will always win. Snipes is good to look at since he went to court twice and there's plenty of material that has made him notorious evader throughout his career. His story also shows the time period where tax defiers started to become an issue to the IRS, which I found more unique rather than just refusing to pay his taxes like others. And that's gonna wrap it up from your tax friends, Bailey, Dev, Carson, and Wilson. Remember, always pay your taxes and have a trustworthy CPA.